What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. Happy Tuesday. How's everyone feeling this week? Happy Tuesday, besties. Another day, another week, another Tuesday. Hope the vibes are immaculate where you are. I feel like the vibes are pretty immaculate in this setting. It actually just rained. I don't know about you, but it actually just like thunderstormed. And now it's like the aftermath of the thunderstorm. And I'm Mm -hmm. like awaiting a nice sunset. Ooh, it's still really cloudy and gloomy. Uh, It's not raining, but it's cloudy and gloomy up here. What the heck? Cozy. Yeah, I'm going to lay around and do nothing. Can't wait. Love that. (laughs) Well, this week's episode is kind of, a different one than we normally do I feel like it's kind mm-hmm. of all about post-grad wardrobes like what you should have in your closet career-wise when you graduate how to prepare for different types of you know workplace dress codes dress cultures so we're going to talk through you know different types of dress codes that exist in the workplace how to know like what yours is um, a checklist of where to start if you don't have any like professional clothing right now and where to shop. But I will say, I feel like this episode, if you work in like a very casual atmosphere, I still want you to listen because so do I. Um, So I don't want you to feel like it's only relevant if you have to buy like suits or something, because that's not the case. We're going to talk through like all levels of formality here. Oh yeah. I, for one, am very excited. If you know me, you know I love all things fashion and clothing and styling and all of that so this is very exciting and I don't know about you Anya but I like when I got my first internship in undergrad I was so stressed out about what to wear and like how to go about it so hopefully this episode can help ease your mind a little bit and help you navigate that because it is a kind of a, a learning curve to figure out what the dress code is both in the professional world and at your own company Yeah. And you have to, that's what I was going to say. You kind of have to go through it every single time you change jobs or like work somewhere new. You have to kind of like feel out what the vibe is. What are people wearing? What should I buy? So yeah, but we will get into that in more detail after the segments. Let's kick it off with the week in review. Woo. So for my week in review, I wanted to talk about how I'm actually going to the office with some regularity. Whoa. Who is she? A concept. I know. she. I mean, she still works remote most of the time, but Mm -hmm. we have been encouraged to start going in at least one day per week in the summer. And I'll probably go in a little more than that, um, just depending on like the meetings that I have. And honestly, if it's like a really hot day, I might go in just to like save us the AC here. Mm -hmm. Um, but I take the bus to work, which it's also kind of fun to be back on like public transportation, as weird as that sounds. Um, if you're familiar with the MBTA, which we have here in Boston, you would know that we love her. We're lucky to have her, but she's not the most reliable reliable from a, yeah, from like a timing standpoint, I would say. Yeah. Um, so I was actually kind of nervous to be relying on the bus system to get to work, especially like post COVID. I was like, I don't know if we can trust her. Like, is she going to show up like 20 minutes late? I can't really afford that. But I've been very pleasantly surprised so far, at least. Um, Every time I've tried to get to work, I've been able to get on a bus within like five minutes of standing at the stop. It's not super full. I think I just might have like a good route. I'm kind of like in the beginning of that bus route. 
Um, and I'm only on the bus for like a little less than 30 minutes and then I'm at work. So it's like a great situation. Um, and it's been fun to, um, get dressed for work, which is why I thought it was a fitting weekend review here. Like it's been fun to actually get ready because I haven't done that in so long. Honestly, the concept of getting that level of ready every single day again seems ridiculous to me. Like I can't fathom that anymore, but I mean, we used to do it. Um, but it's fun to like have a couple days a week where like I get to like pick out an outfit, do my makeup, like feel good about myself. And, um, we've been having some like fun events at the office to kick off. I don't want to say post pandemic life, cause that's not true. A lot of places around the world, but at least better pandemic life here. <laughs> um, and so we had like a happy hour on the roof with everyone. We're doing it again this week. And um, I actually just found out today that my boss is encouraging us to try to log off um, at around 1 p.m. on Fridays in July and August if like our workload allows. So that's really nice to have like summer Fridays to spend more time outside and like with family and everything. Um, So yeah, I guess the vibes are just good all around. I'm trying to figure out like what days I want to go in because right now I imagine like come fall, there will be a little more structure around it to make sure that like the whole team is in at least like one day a week or whatever. But right now it's like really up to us what makes sense with our schedule. So I haven't, I've been going in on Thursdays. Not that like there's a reason, but I was thinking about it. I was like, what's the best way to like break up a week? You know, it's like you could just full send on Monday and then like coast the rest of the week. Or you could do like a Tuesday, Wednesday and like break it up or like a Thursday. I feel like no one would pick Friday. (laughs) Yeah, no. But I don't know. So if you have any thoughts, let me know. I'm trying to figure that out. Um, but I'm sure I'll have to go in more come fall. But it's a nice balance right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Love that for you, Bestie. Love an office vibe. Love a summer Fridays vibe. I know. Because I always had friends whose offices did summer Fridays. Um, like one of my roommates, her internship did summer Fridays. And I think they, I don't know what time they got out, but she was always home like in the Friday, like afternoons, obviously. And then like the rest of us would come home from work and be so jealous. So I'm like, (laughs) I don't know if I'll actually be able to take advantage of it that much. Cause honestly, my workload has been really crazy as I think I talked about in like a recent episode, Mm -hmm. but at least I have an excuse to like do it if I can now. (laughs) Oh yeah. Very true. Um, so for me, I feel like I need to preface my weekend review by saying, you know, you guys know things have been not the smoothest in Kylie Town recently. I feel like the best way to equate it is for those of you who grew up with intellect, and by that I mean watching SpongeBob as a child. It's the scene where I think you're in SpongeBob's head and he's just running. There's a bunch of SpongeBob's running around. Everything's on fire. Everything. Like all the filing cabinets. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That that's been me, both metaphorically and physically in a lot of ways. And I feel like things are finally starting to smooth out. Like, I was just saying to Anya before we started recording, actually, I'm the type of person who, like, gets anxiety and everyone around me can tell me that, like, everything's okay or, like, it's going to work out or you need to stop stressing. But, like, it just takes, like, 16,000 tries and then on the 16,001 try, it'll just click in my brain and I'm like, oh, my God, you guys are right. That's crazy. And so I apologize to any and all of my friends if <laughs> for being the most frustrating type of person my bad but it's starting to click and I'm starting like a few of the fires are out right and there's like a few spongebobs just seated at their desk working (laughs) in my brain and so because of that I'm like this is cool 
I'm not in constant panic. Love that. So I want to really like develop good habits. Like I feel like I've been given a time in my life to like really reflect, journal, take time for myself, take time to like really think about what I want my day to day to look like. And for me, I've always like envied people who have like a like pretty set morning routine, night routine, um, just like things like that. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm starting with and I, I'm pretty sure I stole this from you. You can let me know if it's you that I'm thinking of. But I've decided to, I've been doing like a lot of networking and like coffee chats and things like that. And a lot of the times it ends up being during lunch breaks. So I haven't been able to take advantage of the mid workday lunch walk. So instead, I've been implementing it right whenever I log off, whenever I'm done with work for the day. And most times that's like my actual nine to five. Sometimes I'll have like a networking thing that happens right after. But once I'm done with that, I log off, listen to a podcast and go on a a nice long walk around my neighborhood. A hot girl walk, some may say. And I think, I think it was you that said like, you always turn on a podcast when you're done with the workday as a way to like signal to yourself, okay, workday's done, moving into personal night. I don't know what the opposite of four days. But so I, now that the weather's nice and I want to take advantage of, you know, walking, I've kind of taken the lunch walk, com- combined it with your podcast advice and have married the two. So I'm like, that's a cool habit, Kylie. Good for you. But I want to keep it going, people. So I actually, I put it in, Anya and I are in, which actually we could probably promote it. We ha- Our very first guest on the show has a startup mm-hmm. company called Hold That that now has community gathering is that or community groups is what they're called right? I think community like group the, gatherings. <laughs> yeah, I think like the unit is the community group, but like uh-huh. we hold community gatherings. Yes, yeah, yeah, excellent. <laughs> so Anya and I joined that. Anya's actually leading one. Go off, a host. <laughs> <laughs> a host, if you will. And I joined hers because I am a supportive bestie. Um. <laughs> So I, we, there's a Slack group for that. And I put as like my, what can people help me with now? Cause we did like a little intro thing, uh, tips on how to implement better habits and better routines. So I'm putting it out to the podcast universe as well. If you have a fun morning routine, night routine, or just like tips on how you implemented good habits, DM me, let me know. Cause I'm, I'm trying, I want to, I want to be, you know, the TikToks that are like being that girl. Yeah. That's what I was actually going to bring that up when you were done I talking. I want to be so that it reminds girl. Me. <laughs> it reminds me of that. And I know that's like kind of cringe and possibly even chooky, which is a new word in my vocabulary, mm. but, or at the very least it has major potential to be chooky in like five years, but for now I want it. So any tips, any at all, let me know. Also completely unrelated but equally as important miss taylor swift announced the re-release of red and i'll tell you what my tiktok algorithm has placed me firmly in taylor swift tiktok and i have fallen down so many rabbit holes and all of all of the taylor swift tiktokers thought 1989 was coming next so that's what i saw yeah i thought 1989 and i'll tell you what 1989 is my favorite album that's the t it's so good I was ready for a 1989 hot girl summer, but I guess we're getting a red sad girl fall and that's fine. I'm glad that I have time to prepare for it, but I do think this means that I need to get my heart broken this summer so that I can really take advantage. (laughs) 
So once again, if anyone out there wants to break my heart this coming summer, DM me. Let me know. And if you happen to have tips for morning routines as well, that's great too. Any and all DMs are welcome over here. Somehow I feel like you maybe don't need like another stressor this summer. (laughs) Fair. Fair. Um, I'm glad you brought up the whole debt groups. By the time this comes out, it will have been too late to join one, but I think we should make a post. So maybe we made a post. Go look. Maybe we made a post. But um, yeah, so they run on like a six month cadence. At least this one is. So keep an eye out. You could join the next time. It's for like post-grad women. So pretty cool. But we digress. Um, so let's move into our favorites. So I have kind of a funny anecdote. I'm getting it out. I have kind of a funny anecdote. Yeah, I have a prop that Kylie can see to go with my favorite today. So basically my favorite is the Bear Republic Mineral Sunscreen Lotion in Sparkling Rose. So funny because it's been hot in Boston, you know, UV index is up there and I have been doing some outdoor activities and I'm realizing I don't have a good sunscreen for like my body. Like I wear a sunscreen on my face every day, but I was having to use that sunscreen like on my shoulders and stuff because I didn't have like one for my body, whatever. Mm -hmm. So like, like I went to like SOA, for example, which is like an outdoor market. And I literally used like my face sunscreen on my entire body. And I was like, this is not an economical choice. So I made a mental note, like next time I'm somewhere like TJ Maxx or whatever, like some, some next time I'm somewhere, I should just grab sunscreen for like your body that I can use for the summer. And so I was at TJ Maxx and I was in the checkout line and I saw it like corner of my eye, like I was like moving and I was like, oh, I need to grab that. So I like, I grabbed one of the sunscreens. And I just wanted one that was mineral because I'm, uh, I really want mineral sunscreens to like protect reefs if I go to the beach. Mm-hmm. Not that we live near any coral reefs, but I feel like that's just good practice. I don't know. And so, um, yeah, so I buy it and I noticed that it has some words on it and I was kind of like, <laughs> whatever, that must be like the scent. Like I was like, didn't the think scent. much of it. Um, and then I come home and I look more closely and I realize it is a metallic shimmer sunscreen. Nice. I'm showing Kylie like a a beauty guru would, (laughs) like with my hand behind it. So at first I was disappointed by this. I was like, well, damn, I thought I bought a normal sunscreen. This is a very specific type of sunscreen. I didn't really want it. But then I used it anyway. And it's actually kind of beautiful. Like I thought it would be obnoxiously (laughs) shimmery, but it's almost just like a subtle highlight for like your body. Um, and I actually love it a lot. Like I'm going to seek this out next time I need sunscreen. I feel like it's really pretty and like, it doesn't, it doesn't leave a sunscreen smell. It actually leaves a really nice smell. So like, if you're going out to like lunch, like outside, cause I feel like that's the thing, like we're doing everything outside right now. So like, if you're going to go sit outside in the sun and for lunch, it like, it leaves a nice, like pretty glow. Like, I love it. It's like a subtle thing. And so I got sparkling rose. I saw online, they also have like a gold or like a bronze version. Mm -hmm. But this one's obviously more pink toned. Not that I had that conscious thought when I was taking it because I literally didn't look much at all. But yeah, big fan. And I actually, um, you can get it on like Amazon and a few other places, but you should definitely check like TJ Maxx. Um, what are the other ones? Like Sierra, like the whole TJ Marshalls. Maxx lineup. Yeah, Marshalls because I think they would have it cheaper. But yeah, love it. So it's the Bear Republic Mineral Sunscreen Lotion in Sparkling Rose. I want to say rose. I might be rosé, but it doesn't have the accent. So I'm going to go with rose. Nice. So yeah. 
Fenty is quaking right now. Is it Fenty that makes like the body glitter or the body shimmer? Yeah. Rihanna, watch out. Come get your mans. <laughs> <laughs> um, for my favorite this week, this is a, a very recent favorite, but I very much like it. So I have been binging our, this, yeah, this episode's coming out after we had Jen Lauren mm-hmm. on the pod. She has a podcast herself called Dare to Self Care. And after interviewing her and hearing Anya sing the praises of that podcast, I definitely wanted to check it out and binge it. And so that's what I've been doing. And she had an astrologer on a few episodes back. So I was listening to that episode and the astrologer recommended something called the Shani app. It's C-H-A-N-I. And it's just like, it's kind of like a co-star where it gives you your full chart and kind of explains everything. But I honestly like it more than co-star. I think the horoscopes are a lot more detailed and not thoughtful but just like you co-star is fine for beginners but it's not necessarily like the most accurate or like detailed app to be using like it definitely shouldn't be the end-all be-all of your astrology journey um and I think that this one is a bit better quality and like a good step for where I'm at in my own personal astrology understanding so I downloaded it it's also really cute like, it's a cute-looking app. Lovely aesthetic. Lovely vibes. So I figured we had an astrology episode on this podcast. You know that we are astrology girls. And so for our fellow astrology girl listeners, check out the Shani app. It is free. There's, like, a membership version, too. And I will say that the one con is, like, a, a pretty fair amount of the features require you to have the membership, but the bare bones of the app is still really, really useful. And I mean, if you really want to get your astrology on, you can pay for it. So yeah, that's, that's all I got. That's all she wrote. I'll have to download that that app because I did listen to that episode. I remember listening to that episode, but it was while I was packing to move here. Mm-hmm. And I think I was just like mind in many places. I must've missed that rec specifically. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to download it after we finish recording here. As you should. <laughs> All right, let's move into the main episode topic. I keep saying post-grad wardrobe. I feel like what we really mean is like career wardrobe because post-grad wardrobe yeah. is like the same. <laughs> yeah, I guess post like because you're doing it during post-grad, like you're building your career wardrobe as a post-grad yes. and then like you're only really supplementing it. At least yes. that that's kind of the goal is to have like the bare bones of a professional wardrobe as a post-grad and then just add, supplement, replace as yes. you move on in life. But yes, you guys know what you, we mean. You, I'll figure it out. <laughs> so let's jump right in. So we thought we would begin with a little bit of anchoring. Might as well throw in some corporate terminology Whoa. in this one. Am I right? Circle oh back. Um, <laughs> let's touch base on this let's, topic really quick. <laughs> let's just cover the low-hanging fruit really quick. <laughs> just a very high-level understanding. <laughs> so there's different types of workplace like dress codes. We know this. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to break it down in like the four main categories just to be clear. And so that if you're reading your like employee handbook, you kind of have an understanding of what each of them mean. So I'll kick it off with casual. We love it. It's like, you know, the classic t-shirts, jeans, sneakers. You can do open-toed shoes. You can do closed-toed shoes, sundresses. 
it's not so casual that you could wear like sweatpants or sweatshirts or like leggings or anything like that. But otherwise, it's pretty much like an everyday wardrobe, like very, I was gonna say casual, but like, obviously. Um, And so this is my workplace wardrobe, I would say I work um, with clean tech startups. And so it's like a giant building with hundreds of startups in it. Um, So I think maybe every workplace has like a little bit of their own or like every startup in that workplace has a little bit of their own culture that they enforce. But for the most part, people are very casual. I definitely wear jeans. I definitely wear sneakers. Um, Some people are even like in the lab and will wear like t-shirts and like more, I don't know. So it's, it's very casual. Um, And I like it like that, but that doesn't mean I don't have like more professional pieces for like when we have like a VIP visit or like something like that. And I have worked in places that are less casual too, but I'll let Kylie take it away with the other ones. Yeah. So moving out of casual, you know, her, you love her. It's business casual. So with this, you're looking at, you know, wearing nicer slacks, definitely not like jeans. I would say we're out of jean territory with the business casual. So slacks and dress pants, sort of like nicer blouses, like or a dress shirt, but without like the full blazer. Um, Dresses that are typically around your knee length is good practice. Um, You can wear blazers and like kind of just like switch it up with maybe more fun patterns to keep it from looking super business formal, which we will get to. Um, And then like nicer shoes, I would say definitely stray towards closed toed shoes as opposed to open toed shoes. And yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of, I feel like business casual is probably one that you're most familiar with when you see like, I don't know, like stock image photos of like professionals. They're normally in business casual. I would, um, I would actually disagree with you and say, I feel like you could wear jeans if they're black. Oh yeah, that's fair. I think black denim is fine for business casual. Yeah. I worked somewhere that was business casual and I just like literally my uniform was like black pants and like any given shirt. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, I think that's a good tip. Um, and then the next one, this one's a fun one because I definitely am familiar with this code, but I didn't have the terminology for it. So Anya is getting credited with this one, but it's smart casual. So with this, it's like a marriage of casual and business casual or like the happy medium between casual and business casual. So you take the elements of like business attire. So say, I don't know, you take a blazer But instead of wearing it with like slacks or a dress skirt or things like that, you can wear it with like maybe a dark wash denim and like a t-shirt underneath and like a nice pair of loafers. Smart casual. Love to see it. I noted like think light slash dark academia vibes. That might be a little too casual for smart casual or not like professional enough for smart casual. But I feel like that's like kind of the concept that we're working with and I would say that my work that I work at falls in this smart casual where we're, we definitely are a bit of a step up from casual but I, I wouldn't say that we are and I'm using air quotes formal enough to be in like the business casual setting at least not on a day-to-day basis like you said there's times where you have to get a little more dressed up if like a client's coming in but yeah so smart casual man love it yeah, I think smart casual is also a wedding dress code a lot of the times. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like a brunch wedding could be smart casual dress code. Fun. That's very yeah. fun. 
The next one, you know her, you love her, business formal. So we're talking full matching business suits. Shout out to Hold It again. <laughs> um, go listen to that episode. It was our very first guest episode ever. And yeah. Sarah started Hold It, which was originally um, a suit company and now has blossomed into a lot more than that. But anyway, go check that out. Um, dress skirts, button-ups, closed-toed shoes. Literally just think of like what lawyers wear or like fancy like real estate agents Mm -hmm. trying to think of like what other professions would maybe like banks oh yeah um would be business formal yeah completely agree I just automatically think of lawyers and that's probably because of my bias and trauma but you know what can you do (laughs) not the bias and trauma (laughs) we also wanted to deliver an important note which is sometimes these definitions can vary based on your industry so like for example kylie mentioned you know the legal field business casual by definition in the legal field is probably still more formal than business casual would be at a startup so you kind of have to like think of the context of the industry that you're working in um as well as maybe like the company like size and age Mm -hmm. like I feel like Mm -hmm. kind of the older the company maybe like the more corporate the company the more likely it is to be on the more formal side yeah uh maybe that's a stereotype I don't know but I feel like maybe that's true no I feel like that's a safe at least from like the point of view that we're looking at I feel like that's a safe bet to make um I did want to point out I was actually very curious like I said I think my work falls in the smart casual dress code but I definitely know that like any sort of like official handbook or anything like that doesn't say smart casual so I was curious how my work defined its dress code so I went through our employee handbook and our dress code is actually casual and kind of like I was saying in my opinion based on what I saw people wearing and granted I haven't worked in office at this place since 2020 um but I'm assuming that it hasn't changed that much But yeah, like I said, I think that they're kind of a bit of a step up from casual and in that smart casual category. So that just kind of goes to show that like you do, there is a little parsing, a little trial and error to be done with figuring out what exactly casual, business casual, business formal means to that specific company. Yeah. So now that we have that groundwork down, we're going to pivot (laughs) talk about uh give you guys a checklist of where to start if you're like completely starting from scratch like don't really have a professional wardrobe hopefully this will be able to kind of lay the I don't say lay the groundwork again hopefully this will kind of be able to be a starting point for you in building your post-grad you know real human adult wardrobe (laughs) Yeah. So starting with the basics, I feel like a staple, staple, staple that everyone needs to have is a full black or navy like matching suit. Again, hold that shout out. (laughs) Um, I read once or heard once that you should avoid black suits because they're too harsh. And that like that person was actually advocating for having a navy suit. I don't necessarily agree with this I don't think that black is necessarily more harsh than navy so I would suggest just going off of what you feel the most comfortable and confident in but definitely having a darker colored matching suit 
is crucial, especially even if it's just for interviews. Like you should be wearing a matching suit for all of your interviews, no matter what. And so having that to have for your interviewing process and then also just to carry with you, you can either like if you know that you're dealing with a business casual, maybe showing up on the first day with the slacks and a button up or using the blazer, like you'll be able to separate them later. But having that matching suit will not do you wrong. Yeah, and I was going to add, I feel like matching suit, we mean color. I don't necessarily think you have to go out and buy like the literal two-piece set because those can be really expensive, especially if you are like a recent grad and you're on a budget. And we're going to get into where to buy all of these things. But like my recommendation would be like if you're going to go black, like just get the cheapest or like the best black blazer that you find and like the best pants that you find. Like you don't have to like go get fit for like a suit. You know what I mean? Yeah. throw that out there. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good clarifying point. Um, and then next looking at tops, you definitely want to have some nicer blouses and a few different colors. I would recommend having like a white, a black, and then like maybe starting off with some pastels or not as like super bright colors again, while you're trying to parse out the dress code. Um, so that way you can start to pair those with your matching colored suit. Um, and then turtlenecks, especially if you are living in an area that has four seasons. Turtlenecks are huge. They're cute. They're comfy. They keep you warm and they look super professional. And layers. This is crucial, especially in the summer. And I honestly, I would argue even going into like fall and winter is using cardigans, using blazers, using jackets to cover up tank tops. Um, especially like if you're wearing like if you're in a casual workplace and you're wearing like a sundress, being able to use a cardigan to cover that up. So definitely looking, I think I'm a big fan of like the blazers and jeans, like smart casual look. Um, So getting creative with your layers, I think is really crucial. I'm glad we mentioned the turtlenecks because I am such a huge turtleneck advocate. It (laughs) makes you look so dressy and so put together and it's like the easiest and warmest thing ever. Um, and for layers, I feel like this is a good way to like wear some pieces out of your closet that you couldn't wear alone. Like, yeah, for example, like I feel like I have a lot of cute like tank tops in my wardrobe that would just be kind of like rendered useless. Like I could just never wear them to work. But if you wear them with a cardigan, it's like a little more work appropriate. I definitely think that I work in a place where I could wear a tank top. In fact, I did it last week. So like, I don't really think that's a taboo thing to do. And you can like, feel that out for your own workplace but honestly Mm -hmm. offices get cold so it's nice to have a cardigan like that you keep there I actually did that um I feel like at most of the places that I worked I had like a big scarf or like a big cardigan that I would just leave at the office because it gets so freaking cold Mm -hmm. so layers are definitely key (laughs) yes for sure Moving into the bottoms and skirts category, we mentioned this earlier, but basic black pants are like the definition of business casual, whether it's like a black denim, like a black skinny jean, or like a black slack, or um, like even a black wide leg pant, like the Mm -hmm. Everlane wide leg. I wear those all the time to work settings. Um, So black pants are huge. Yeah. It's also good to have at least one dress skirt, kind of like a pencil skirt vibe. Yeah. Which is like really not my energy, but I feel like it's good to own one for like the more VIP, like extra professional situations. Um, and it's also good to just have some like straight leg pants. You could have these in like maybe some fun colors depending on where you work. Mm-hmm. And definitely a simple dark wash tailored skinny jean if you're in the like smart casual or casual 
work setting. Yeah. And then as far as dresses go, um, I feel like it's really key to just dresses are like the best. I feel like because it's so easy. It's just like one thing in the morning you can think about. You don't have to decide on a top and a bottom and it's like, it's a whole thing, a dress you can just throw on. It's really nice. Um, and so I think a short sleeve option for the summer is a lifesaver because we all know it gets hot and that's a nice way to still look profesh. Um, and then I think for the winter, it's really good to get a sweater dress because I was really into this. Like sweater dress and tights is a really good way to look business yeah. casual or maybe even business formal, depending like how nice the dress is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like the comfiest thing. So. I would say as far as dresses go, a couple like sleeve, short sleeve summer ones and some sweater dresses for the fall and winter transition will do you nicely. Oh, yes. Couldn't agree more. Um, For shoes, you'll want to have like a nice pair of, I put loafers or like a nicer flat, maybe a mule even. I was going to say I had a mule that like I wore to shreds at one point. (laughs) Yeah, love a mule. Um. Again, I think because a lot of mule styles tend to be slip-ons. And so I know some places, I've never had this experience, but some places are like, you must cover most of your foot. And I'm like, that's a little weird. Right now, yeah. Where I work right now, you actually can't have open-toed shoes at all. You have to have shoes that are closed on all sides because we have a lab. (laughs) So it's like a liability if something spills or whatever. (laughs) Okay, that does check out. That checks out. So yeah, look into that. I do know that like, I know Sam Edelman has some nice loafers but those I'm imagining are pretty expensive so I would also look I know like Steve Madden probably does um I love DSW I don't know if that's like a New England thing or a no I think that's everywhere yeah let us know if you warehouse (laughs) I don't know um let us know if you have a DSW near you (laughs) um but yeah checking out like places like that for nice flats and then deceivingly this is funny this is Anya's adjective (laughs) deceivingly comfortable sandals slash sneakers again kind of depending on where you're working if you are working in like a business formal setting this isn't necessarily super applicable to you but for those of you in the casual and smart casual categories comfortable sandals comfortable sneakers comfort ladies is key it's key especially if you're like Anya and I who are currently living in a city or will be living in a city and doing a lot of walking, mm-hmm. you got to think that stuff through. I mean, there's been plenty of times where I wore a different shoe to walk to work and then changed I was gonna say, shoes. That's what I pretty much always did. Yeah. It's funny. I remember um, this woman that was at a desk near me would just leave professional shoes at work. Yeah. And she would, I think she would bike to work. I think that was why. Um, she would bike to work. And then literally the first thing she would do when she gets to her desk was just change shoes every morning. Um, so that's always an option. It's funny that we didn't put heels on here. And I feel like unless you're like in the most formal place ever and you really want to like have that power step, it's just never good. It's just never a good idea. <laughs> I will say I have a few healed options that they're nothing crazy or like I tend to go for like more of a platform yeah. type of vibe. Because yeah, I agree. I'm like, I'm not... I, as much as I want to live my like suits fantasy and walk around in pumps, like I simply will break my ankle. It will happen. And it's just not worth it in my 30 person office (laughs) to break my ankle for these pumps. So, I mean, do you, if that's what makes you feel like a confident boss, bitch, businesswoman, then by all means, don't let us stop you. But I don't think it's necessarily like crucial to have 
Yeah. Something I would throw on here would be like booties, which might sound weird. But when you wear like black pants and booties, it's just a really like clean look, like a very clean line, especially in the winter. Um, And I would always do that when I worked in a more formal place. So Same. Same. Completely agree. And then for bags, this is an underrated category, ladies. But again, super important. A big tote purse, like a long chomp. Long chomp, long champ. I feel like everyone says long champ, but it probably is more like long chomp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, or a classy backpack is essential. And literally cannot stress this enough. I use a Steve Madden backpack that I got from TJ Maxx. And it's a lifesaver. I'm personally a proponent of the backpack life because it's just, especially again, if you have like a walk heavy commute, it's so nice to just throw it on your back and not have to worry about it. Um, But yeah, ladies, we got a lot of stuff to fit in there. You might have a pair of sensible shoes. You might have some period care products. A deodorant is always good to have. Just so many things. And you. I feel like I always underestimate. I actually have to pack a bag tonight for work because I'm going into my office tomorrow. And I know for a fact that I'm underestimating everything that I have to bring. Yeah, you just end like up a needing lunch. a lot. Literally. Yeah. yeah. So get a bag that works for you. You might even want a little separate lunchbox. Unpopular opinion. I did that. I did that. Did I get made fun of a little bit? Yes. Did, <laughs> but then did I get made fun of for a week and then everyone was like, it's actually kind of a good idea. Also, yes. Was I a trailblazer? Kind of. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, just finding a bag that works for you. But definitely try I would try to get something nicer because it is still like your work bag. You want it to complete the fit. Um, wouldn't recommend like a Jansport backpack personally. Yeah. But yeah, I mean I've definitely like where I work now, I feel like I'm beating about I'm like beating a dead horse, but um, you could definitely wear like a North Face backpack and it wouldn't be a big deal. But where I've worked in the past, um, I feel like the backpack was always like the last thing that I would think of. Like I would like, I'd be ready to like pack my first day and I'd be like, wait, I like what bag am I going to take? Mm-hmm. And it really does kind of stink to have like a huge laptop. Like if you're bringing that home and like trying to fit it in like a purse. So you need a, you need a nice bag. You got to think about that with the rest of it. Yeah. Best you treat yourself to a nice bag. Um, last category is accessories. Um, so having like a simple pair of pearl earrings or like a gold hoop, silver hoop, depending on what type of jewelry you like, uh, you can't go wrong. I also very frequently support just a no earring look because nine out of 10 times I forget. Also can't go wrong with that. But you definitely, again, kind of parse out your work environment, but having sort of just simple staples is really good. And then, you know, they'll go with every outfit. And then this is such a like Gen Z TikTok thing to say, I think. But hair clips, claw clips, ladies. I don't know what we were doing before. Like, what were we doing? No, that's literally what I was thinking. Because I was like, I feel like a ponytail, like a classic, like hair elastic vibe can just never look as like, like tailored and like professional as like a nice clip. You know what I mean? Maybe like we're always going for like a low bun. I used to do low buns a lot. But in general, I'm like, we were really just out here with like, a plain old elastic? No. Disgusting. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if, you ha- if you're living under a rock somewhere and you haven't invested in a hair clip, uh, get on that because it's just revolution. It's a cultural reset in and of itself, I think. It's incredible. It's so easy, so quick, looks so cute. But pro tip, know your hair 
type because I would mm-hmm. say the clips that work for Anya aren't necessarily the clips that work for me because I have just far too much head on my hair for anyone. Far too much beat. head on my hair. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> Roll back. Far too much hair on my head for any one human being. Just mm-hmm. far too much. So I need to get the like crazy big ones or like really force the clip. Like I'm putting my clips to the test most days. So yeah, those are those are some of our favorite accessories. Okay, so now that we know the work dress codes and yep. we know kind of our checklist of staples that we have to have. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about where to get them. So kicking it off, you knew we were going to say this, thrift. You got to thrift your work clothes. This is literally what I did. I remember when I got my first internship um, and it was at a government agency. So like more formal than any other place I've worked before. Um, We went to Savers and you would be surprised how much like workplace attire Savers has. I don't know why but there's so much and so I remember I just thrifted like tons of like black slacks and like a couple blazers and like nice shirts from like express and like all these different places and they probably had been worn like a couple times maybe and these are literally still the formal pieces that I have in my wardrobe like years later like is my thrifted ones so definitely a good first place to go yes for sure thrifting blazers is a serotonin boost I swear like, I love finding thrifted blazers. It's my favorite activity. I have one in the wash right now. It's incredible. So then for more traditional business casual or business formal, we would recommend looking at Express. Express can be a bit pricey, but they do have really great stuff um, and really good quality stuff. H&M. I've been on an H&M kick recently. Love what they're doing. Definitely fast fashion. Don't get me wrong. This is not an ethical list. By any means, but you know what they say, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism, besties. So you got to do what you got to do. White House Black Market and their outlet. I don't, again, I feel like this is one of those stores that I don't hear a lot of people talk about, but it it just has really good basics. Like my go-to black blazer, black slacks are from White House Black Market. And I'm Mm -hmm. just such a huge fan. Um, TJ Maxx and Marshalls, I mean, who can go wrong? Definitely a bit more of a gamble, I feel like. And it's it's kind of the same with thrifting where like you don't have as much control over the selection, but when you find stuff, you find good stuff. I will say for TJ Maxx and Marshalls, I feel like, (laughs) I don't know if this is a me thing, but when I shop for myself for like life, is this embarrassing? I don't know. I still shop in like the junior section. Oh, no, I do too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. For this though, you got to go to like the woman's section yes. for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be honest. I didn't even really think about the fact that I only shop in TJX or TJMX Jr. Yeah. Like, I always think about it. Like when I'm walking towards that area, I'm like, should I still be doing this? But like I, the clothes are just so much cuter. Like they're so much more my style. So I'm like, it's fine, whatever. But yeah. if you are looking for like a workplace context, you're going to have a lot more options if you look in like the actual yeah. like, woman's section. <laughs> Yeah, good tip, good tip. Um, And then Banana Republic slash Gap slash Old Navy, because I'm pretty sure they're all owned by the same company, and so they're going to have really similar options. But I, T, I've tried on Old Navy's pixie pants. I didn't like how they looked on me. Maybe my little pear-shaped body just doesn't, doesn't suit the pixie pants. But people really swear by them. I have friends who are like, my only pairs of slacks are 
pixie pants from Old Navy. So figured I'd put it out there. If you have a curvier body, try them on and let me know how it goes. Because maybe I was just having a low confidence day and didn't mm. like how they looked. Um, but I just, I wasn't the biggest fan of how they looked on me for whatever reason. But they, they are a fan favorite. So definitely check them out. Yeah, for sure. The next one is Everlane. You guys know I love Everlane. They have had some controversy, so I guess do your research on mm-hmm. if you personally want to support Everlane. I have found a lot of Everlane at thrift stores, but it's just such good quality pieces for the price point. Yeah. Um, J. Crew and especially J. Crew Factory, which is like their outlet. Honestly, if you have like an outlet mall near you, just show up there because they have yeah. so much like so many stores like this have really great outlet prices, especially J. Crew Factory. I've literally have had like blouses be less than ten dollars there. Mm-hmm. Um, Loft, which I think is Ann Taylor. There's Ann Taylor, and then there's Ann Taylor Loft. So I think it's like her more like millennial, <laughs> yeah, version. Um, Nordstrom is always a good place. Uh, Nordstrom Rack, if you have one. Aritzia, I know a lot of people shop at Aritzia for like work stuff. Like I know I watched Monica Church on YouTube and she recently became a real estate agent and she's done like a couple of Aritzia halls. I think they have some pretty good stuff. Low key, low key, Athleta and Lululemon for pants because they have a lot of pants that are like their studio to street like line. And I wish I, I'll have to look um, at what they're called, but I have a pair of pants from Lululemon that looks like slacks basically but they're like made of a more athletic-y material so they're really comfortable but they look really professional and I feel like they have a lot of stuff like that um maybe it's called like on the fly pants if that's a thing that sounds familiar in my head but yeah (laughs) check them out um and then Zara I know a lot of people like Zara but they have a terrible website so (laughs) just god awful horrible you can survive (laughs) or if you have one in person and you can survive that as well check out Zara um so that is kind of all of our tips on where to shop. You have your checklist, you have your Spark Notes, Cliff Notes version of the dress codes. So kind of something that we want to leave you with is don't let the corporate world dull your sparkle. I know when I first started like looking into internships and stuff, I mean, again, I love fashion. I'm always the girl that's like overdressed for everything. And I was so nervous. I was like, this is going to be so boring. But I think you can still feel like you and put your own personal flair and your own personal touch on your wardrobe while still making it more professional, still fitting in the parameters of, you know, whatever dress code that you're working in. I think definitely when you're in like the smart casual casual category, you have a bit more freedom to do this than you would in necessarily business casual or business formal, but you do still have a little bit of freedom in those two categories as well. So just finding where you can put little sparks of you, little inspirations of you and what you like in fashion. Um, You definitely have the room to do that. It just takes some time to really develop your style like anything else. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel like I have only recently kind of figured out how to do this for myself. Like I feel like at first, you know, I went and thrifted all this stuff and I was wearing like black slacks and a button up top and it just like didn't feel like me. And I feel like when you're already in like a new environment and you don't feel the most comfortable, it kind of sucks to not also not feel like yourself. So it's a process. You'll definitely find your way. But if you can just incorporate like colors that you like, like not everything has to be neutral. You can wear fun colors. You could wear, you know, some fun jewelry if that's something that you like. You could Mm -hmm. wear your hair in a way that you like. So there's definitely ways to play around with it. I will say 
a good piece of advice is try to dress a little more formally than you think you need to in your first couple of days, just because you would always rather be overdressed rather than underdressed. But use those first few days to kind of scope out the scene, see what coworkers are wearing. Are there fun patterns around, bright colors, trendier silhouettes? Then go for it. And if there's not, you could even give it a try and maybe you can start the trend for the office. So, yeah. Whoa, that's true. And I think also, and maybe this isn't necessarily true, but I like to think that coming out of working from home post Mm. or better pandemic, I like that term, um, that places will start to be a bit more lenient with dress code and things like that. So again, just kind of, you know, be aware of your surroundings, see what seems to be okay, what seems to be a no-go and work from there and be the cutest little businesswoman we ever did see. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yes, you'll have to let us know where everyone's working this summer. Send us a pic of your outfits. And I think that's everything we have today. So you know where to find us. You can follow Two Degrees Hotter on Instagram. We also have our personal Instagrams linked in that bio if you ever want to follow each of us. Um, We have an anonymous suggestion box if you want to send in anonymous episode ideas or anything like that. That's everything. Yeah, make sure to rate us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out, helps us get some feedback from you guys, helps us get the show out to more people who could benefit from an episode like this. And yeah, we will chat with you guys next Tuesday. Have a great week, everyone. Bye, besties. Bye.